Ron, good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm good. It uh, doesn't feel like forever since we spoke, so. Yeah, stacking it up. <laughs> I gave my dog a bully stick, so I don't think he's going to be have, have any desire in what we're doing right now, so. Uh, he may surprise you. Who knows? We might get sick of that. Um, well, kind of a lot, not a lot's gone on since our talk yesterday, but uh, I watched a, uh, just uh, watched a, a documentary on Showtime about the CIA and what they were doing with bin Laden and just learned so much. I, I sent you a bunch of texts and just really interesting. Um, and then, and then woke up to YouTube having banned your first video. Uh, <laughs> what's funny about that is, I don't know if anybody watched it. Like we're talking like, I put these on YouTube like a week ago, like, you know, zero views, one views, no offense, Ron. I mean, you're, you know, great looking guy, but uh, maybe yours had more than the others at four views or something, but they must have some type of a digital printout that shows certain words and then I assume some young, you know, some young worker there just, you know, deletes the whole podcast, which was done over a year ago, rather than say, hey, you know, this one line we don't agree with, you know, and, and if you could remove it or something. So they deemed your talk medical misinformation, which I just find absolutely hysterical because... It's just crazy. Everything that they've been doing has been medical misinformation. So what was your reaction when I sent you that? And just, just say something. <laughs> well, I think my, my immediate reaction was that took them a little while. My, uh, my secondary reaction was what I texted you back, which is fuck YouTube. Um, and then I started thinking a little more deeply about, you know, Google's whole idea around don't be evil and, and how absolutely ridiculous it is that we are looking at what was the, the key to freedom when I was a little bit younger, um, I became pretty pretty web savvy as Netscape was starting to unfurl and there was actually a line, a command prompt uh, browser called Lynx that we used prior to that. But you know, I've been around the computer digital age since I was about 24. So uh, 30 years ago, you know, and uh, it's really, really interesting to watch the 180 because we all knew this was going to be our, our wild, wild west, our freedom, our ability to share all the knowledge, all of our work, everything. You know, there was the Electronic Frontier Foundation and that was going to, you know, provide net etiquette or net etiquette. And there was going to be some agreed upon rules, but 
other than that, we were pretty much thinking, hey, nobody's going to be able to control us. And I'm watching the same thing happen right now with crypto is people are starting to realize that if they get everything digitized, they can put a lot of control out there. You know, you could put a, an expiration date on the crypto. You could put a limitation on what you can spend it on. Um, you know, like say what they do with welfare. I believe you can only buy certain food items with the food stamps that are on the electronic card. So, you know, people get around that, they buy something and then they sell it and they go buy something else. Just, just horrifying. I guess that's the short answer to your question. Well, my friends um, sure gave me a, a lecture. They're all in on Bitcoin, a few of them and a few of their siblings are not, but I mean, almost, I mean, really saying it's not a gamble, that it's a philosophical, you know, just yada, 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 that it's for sure that it's, you know, five years or now it's every, anything you buy is speculation subject to up and down. I mean, and, and, <laughs> you know, I, uh, this is certainly user error, but my final $800 in, you know, an NFT type thing, I go to transfer it and it, Coinbase, it didn't recognize my other email address. And so I went and I linked it to where my last transaction went and just poof, gone. And they just have a page that says, no, you know, it, poof, it's gone is the page basically that it says. Certainly my fault, but um, that is what you're dealing with. Uh, you know, certainly it speculation. Is. And to a certain extent, all of the money that we're utilizing within this really complex system is simply on an electronic screen, you know, stored in binary code somewhere. So we, we really have a frailty right there. And if you don't touch it, you don't own it. And when it comes to fiat currency, this is like an abstraction of fiat currency where, okay, I've got $55,000 in my bank account. Not really. Yeah, the book certainly for me that it's great that there were summaries at the end of each chapter, but is the uh, creature from Jekyll Island. Yes, and very important. He said he was gonna spend a year on it and it obsesses his life because as you get deeper and deeper into certain topics, whatever they are, you're like, gosh, why am I lied to about everything? You know, or what a story this is. And so he spends a decade and now he's on 15th print or whatever, but the creation of the Fed, the Fed, how they get bailed out, you know, for every, you know, big disaster. It's just, uh, it's like the end of the USA when the Fed was created type thing. Yeah, I mean, I've heard different different takes on different time frames of when the USA was ended, and that certainly is a strong marker because we gave over we gave over some measure of our sovereignty to a private banking corporation 
to print our coinage. And then when we turned it into a fiat currency, Brenton Woods and Nixon and the end of the gold standard. And when, when that happened, that was clear that our banking system was going to go out of control. It could have lasted longer. It, it could have probably made it another 50 years. But I think the people who were, you know, the movers and the shakers of that part of the industry looked at it and said, well, if we get out now, we can get out cleaner. And that's why the World Economic Forum is pushing this, you know, great reset, which was a conspiracy to years ago that we would have been laughed about, but is now, you know, respectable because we've got Klaus Schwab and his minions talking about it. And, you know, Noah Harari saying, yeah, well, we're going to inject shit into your body and uh, we're going to take control over you. We've got the Moderna people saying that they're creating an operating system for life. You know, it's like, okay, is this going to be Brave New World or is it going to be 1984? Or is it already animal farm? What about this guy under Biden, CDC or somewhere? He said, God, you know, God gave you two arms, one for the flu shot. <laughs> what is the matter with these people? I mean, well, either they're true believers or they are as evil as they seem. So looking at like Bill Clinton when he was walking on the beach with Hillary, like I can't help but think, and yeah, I'm only looking at a little photo, the one that the Daily Mail picks to put, but he looks, he looked like he was vax damaged. Like he just looked like it. Now my mind goes to, there's no way on earth that a guy like that took the vaccine. What are your thoughts? I am sure there are true believers in high places. I tend to think that Bill Clinton is not that stupid. And I saw him before the, the, you know, the pandemic started. And he was already looking like he was wasting, maybe had cancer or some other serious illness. I mean, when he got called out by those women, um, on stage during the, the debates, he was looking like he was fairly ill. Well, I'm going through something which just made me angry today. Um, you know, started with, I was trying to turn out of a mall and then I turned into a mall and I was using a hose. <laughs> it's, it's the hose was going off. It was just, so it led me to driving in the car and thinking what my dad's doctor has prescribed him. And, you know, it, it basically made me say, you know, this big loud swear of just, you know, fuck you doctor type thing. And, 
you know, these, these recent studies with ivermectin that it does seem to work. And we hinted at this yesterday, but just, you know, um, the narrative, but then what really happened? And so I'm listening to podcasts on the drive today. They're talking all about the flights the, that were going on in the mid 1800s, all the way to the Wright brothers, just all these different flights and thousands of witnesses. And I have mentioned this before, Charles Delshaw with the Sonoro Aero Club, German funded through you know the current Deutsche Bank, but German funded with, involving the occult and they're interested in flight, fabulous story. That's one of the stories, but you know, you go on ancient origins, this ancient history site that's like pumping out Twitter content left and right and all that, you know, they're the, their motto is you only need to go to us for information, right? <laughs> but then they say, they say, the pyramids, that is Khufu, or this one is, you know, Khafre, and that's it. There's no question. There's no debating. That's what it is. And they do such other good work with introducing me to different mysteries. But when they talk in such certainties about certain things, um, it's just, uh, there's so many different stories and versions and out there. And Again, this 70% just believe this, you know, what they're told and it's just frustrating. So the doctor prescribed Paxlovid to help with, you know, the sniffles and, you know, I don't know. What do you have to say? Well, I mean, everything that I would have to say is an undereducated opinion, you know, because biomedical is not my, my main area, but what I can say from what I've seen reported is that has already been shown to be an ineffective treatment that causes a rebound effect for whatever they give it for, and it seems to definitely be a less viable option than some of the other ones that you just mentioned. I mean, who knows what, what the symptoms are actually being caused by, and to then further give a treatment that's not even very well investigated. I just don't understand. And this has been a, a medical thing for a long time. Many medical doctors will just start doing something and think that's good. And they'll share it. And you know, that that's a great thing when you have colleagues who share with you. But doing an anecdotal treatment and then sharing the results is not, not a great way for us to do science. And uh, I'm just really sorry that your father's not well. And so FLCCC, the frontline, you know, coalition of doctors has a long yeah. COVID type, you know, thing. 
Is it Simone Gold, the woman that was put in jail for, you know, showing up to January 6th type thing? Um, You know, these, these, but no doctor, how many doctors in the US are going to say, go check out FLCCC, their long-term COVID protocol, or just simply copy what they, who's good? They're not going to do that. They're going to just say what the CDC tells them to say. Unfortunately, that is how our system has devolved. And so the email this morning from YouTube said that they're following the CDC guidelines or whatever. So they're clearly just doing, you know. And I mean, if I I don't know what was said in that video, that was a while ago. And I'm, I'm unsure what exactly they took issue with because they didn't spell it out. But with what the CDC has recently walked back, what, you know, Walensky has admitted to, uh, I find it hard to believe that we really put anything out there that could be mightily disputed. No, because I'm I'm fairly careful about making proclamations. Our our words haven't changed much in two years. We've all, we haven't diverted drastically from what the doctors were telling that, that we knew that we're doing, you know, work, the misinformation 12 and the right. This information doesn't, I mean, it, it hasn't changed that much. It's, it's the get the sunlight and breathe the air and, you know, ivermectin will help you not die and you'll get through it. And, you know, the zinc and the quercetin. And so Dr. Jim Shears, my really close friend in uh, Wisconsin, uh, he's 85. He got monkeypox. And it wasn't from gay sex. So, you know, obviously vaccinated um, and got monkeypox and said it was very painful and awful. And um, it seems that the only, so on Spotify, I got like three, I got, I got three, in, three episodes that say COVID, you know, information, click here. Certainly didn't delete episodes like YouTube deleted the one. But just right. it's the, it's the only topic that requires a misinformation. It's like um, I'm pretty sure a lot of the other things that we talk about, you could probably say, you know, look into this for the real story. <laughs> but for some reason, COVID, right. which doesn't seem to be in existence now. I mean, I didn't know it took until today for New York City to say you don't have to wear a mask on the trains anymore. I mean, subways, that was like today. I was like, people are still wearing masks. Like obviously some in the airport are, but they don't work. Do you want to explain that they don't work and just talk about anything? Well, when I, when I recently flew out of LAX, they were still running over the loudspeaker, you know, Within the airport, you must wear, and on the public transportation within the airport, nobody or very few people were, were paying attention to that. You know, what, what this is, is a tool for selective enforcement and a way to 
control people. As far as the masks, I, I was listening to a, gosh, I forget her name and her title, but it was, she's a, a hygienist, which is not a dental hygienist, but she goes in and she looks at safety issues and she prescribes the proper material lists and the proper personal protective equipment that somebody needs to wear. And she was talking about the differing, you know, respirators versus masks. And she was talking about an N95 being the lowest level of respirator. And even with that, only about 3% of people can properly fit them and you have to be trained to wear them. And they only do certain things with certain levels of effectiveness against aerosols. But any of the other stuff, any mask other than a properly fitted N95, the respirator, is only a droplet protection device. And that basically will stop you from spitting on somebody. But when you're talking about an aerosolized viral particle, it's gonna go right through the mask because the mask is like a BB going through a chin link fence. It's gonna go right through and it's going to hold in the air for about two hours. And I wish I could remember this woman's name because I'd like to give her credit. Um, but that that's all standard knowledge. So on this last trip, I was with some friends that I hadn't seen in a while. These people did not want to get the vaccine. Not all of them took it in the group, but the few I talked to, you know, they did not want to take it. And they decided to take it because they had to, in order to go to the, these golf tournaments, they had to take it to go to this, play a golf round or whatever. And what did both of them tell me? That they ended up in the ER. I mean, wow. and, and I don't remember, you know, the blood and the whatever, you know, oh, and I gotta go to the ER. But like these stories, there's so many of them. Um, same thing with my friend's niece. She didn't want to take it, didn't want to take it. What did she, what does she have? Rheumatoid arthritis. Just right in line with, you know, a 20, 25 year old person, just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of people didn't want to take it or weren't exposed to the information that we were. And, you know, it, it doesn't make them dumb. It doesn't make them any of that. It's, it's just a lot of people weren't exposed to the information. And a lot of, you know, when you act in fear, right, you, it's just awful. That was from the J&J &J shot. He ended up in the ER, just one shot. Anyway, um, Definitely some stories with people having babies where it, they're just like, I mean, I'm still trying to get, what do we really know? How many babies are coming out and what's coming out? I mean, but definitely two stories I heard on this trip of babies that women that went into the, you know, 
to have their baby and then end up in the ER with a team of doctors around and they've never seen anything like this, or they've seen this once or twice in their career. And where can my mind go to, but vaccinated? Um, and then just the last note on that is, I heard it on a podcast that some people, obviously the people that are exposed to the new information that's coming out about the vaccine, some people are real scared. Um, and a lot don't want to face it. Mm -hmm. So, so um, you know, um, that's all I have to say, Ron. Go ahead with something. Well, picking up on, on what you just said about fear and people having remorse about putting this in their body, I, I think if we practically take a step back and look, you know, we've, we've got a real problem and there may be some detox methods that will come up, you know, like zeolite cleans out heavy metals. I don't know if it works with the graphene, graphene oxide, but maybe, and then I, I've seen stuff about high dose intravenous vitamin C. <clears throat> there are various things that people do to remove toxins. And there, there may yet be some hope that we can remove the actual poison. If in fact we have had people with a a genetic change, there may be no hope to remove any of that, but it doesn't mean that they'll necessarily not be able to be helped. The, the La Quinta Columna, one of the, the people involved in that, I was looking at something he just released and he's, you know, up there saying, well, we're, we're at a, existential crisis here this may be the end of the human race and while i i don't have anything to dispute him i mean he may be correct but i, I think a, a good number of people have not taken the vaccine the only problem is we don't know if there is an actual shedding process going on we don't know if there's something going on that's even more nefarious than what we've figured out. We just know that we've got a serious problem and those autoimmune conditions are likely to increase, cancers are likely to increase, um, immuno breakdown of all sorts are likely to increase just based on what we do know about this. And unfortunately, as you observed about the way doctors work, our society kind of works that way as well in the West. We have these authoritative bodies or persons who make statements and rules and people unquestioningly just line up and charge. And if you're not in the herd, they, they want to pull you along and if they won't 
you know, if you can't come with them, then they're going to try to eliminate you. So I'm sorry, that was kind of a doom and gloom answer. It didn't start out that way, but I, I hope that there are answers where we can help people to clean not only the toxins, but any damage that's been done on a DNA level. That's my hope. And so the thinking is, is that perhaps not this generation of vaccinated, but the children or the children's, if they're able to have children, that it is theoretically a new species or a modified human. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, there is going to be a possibility of, you know, reverse transcriptase setting up something new. And once those alleles are starting to be bred for, we could have a significant change. I don't know what that is gonna look like, but um, again, not, not my wheelhouse, not my strength, but I know enough to be dangerous and somewhat intimidated by what's going on. Well, it is very scary. Um, you know, somebody like my dad says, you know, I've got too many people to listen to. I've got a doctor who certainly knows what to do for me. And then I got my son who's telling me all this, you know, hocus pocus nonsense. But when you really look into the eyes of some vaccinated, what I heard on a podcast, it was rents. It was like, that person just not looks different or, and certainly this isn't true for everybody, but just, you know, just knows, just, just knows that what's in that body is that something changed that person. I don't know if that's me looking and projecting, maybe I'm totally wrong, but I heard that on rents and I thought that was interesting. So I, I've heard other people say various things about, you know, people not looking or acting the same. And there's a possibility that it could change something. Um, you know, if you put toxins into a person or take the really virulent rabies virus and watch what happens when you infect an animal with rabies. They change their behavior. They, they are uh, irritable, violent, hydrophobic. So who knows? I mean, again, we have as a race, as a species, reascended the Tower of Babel. You know, I was listening to somebody talk about CERN as being the, the modern day version of Tower of Babel. I think CRISPR is right up there with the, the Hadron Collider as far as meddling with things that we don't fully understand and trying to maybe put God in check. Oh, thank you for that. Um, so, uh, yeah, interesting. BitChute, all of the videos that I have are just not viewable. 
it says they have like 70 views or whatever, but just you can't click on them. I've tried multiple devices. The new ones I uploaded, they work. But for some reason on just BitChute, my first, you know, 30, 30 videos just don't work. So, but the new ones do. And anyway. I, I mean, that's new because in the past I went up and I viewed uh, with one of the other docs and something else. And I viewed the one that, one of the ones we did on BitChute long ago. All right. So let's just jump around a little bit. Sure. Um, I'm following you. <laughs> so what do you think is going on with the markets right now? Since COVID, they have just gone up, 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 up. The money infused into the system, you know, must somehow justify that. You think don't own ETFs, that it's better to, or you should only have the physical tangible stuff. You've mentioned that you think China has made a presence, a push, you know, into the West Coast. Certainly when I heard that, is it 1% of the cargoes, you know, on the Long Beach port are inspected? I mean, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> like, I mean, it's so just give us uh, give us your thoughts, Ron. Have some fun with it. Yeah. Well, that is like a huge, <laughs> huge set of questions and answers. But the the first one is, what do I think is happening with the markets? I am not a financial advisor, but I've been financially aware for you know twenty, thirty years since I realized that it was going to be necessary to manage something in the market for my own retirement. I, I think diversification is always something that somebody is going to benefit by. However, our current stock market, our current real estate situation, and I'm talking about California specifically with the real estate, but worldwide real estate has seen an unrealistic run-up. California is a special crazy case. Always has been, probably always will be. But the stock market is completely and utterly rigged. Uh, Gregory Manorino who I, I respect greatly, especially because he recently totally fell on his sword and said, I've, I've lost any way of, you know, figuring out what's going on. I got to step back. Gave me a, a lot of respect for the man. But he regularly says there is no price discovery mechanism left in the market. I have to agree with him. There is no way to figure out what is truly worth buying and at what price to buy it. Um, that said, I think most people, if they have a portfolio, probably have stocks in it and like I said, diversification is going to be the key if we 
if we are going to survive this upcoming collapse, which is inevitable. Um, I was listening to a guy named uh, David Morgan talk about silver and how the, the silver market has been so rigged for so long. You know, we're looking at $20 an ounce for silver maximum right now for a spot price. I think it was $18.50 today or something like that. And we're looking at gold hovering around 1700. The disparity between those two is just way larger than traditionally the gap is. And both of those prices are incredibly suppressed. And again, this is market rigging by, I don't know who, uh, I know the central bank, the Fed is buying, buying, buying stock to artificially keep prices where they want them. I know the European Central Bank has opened up that they are buying the market. Um, so the market is rigged. There's no way to know what you're buying, what you're getting. Um, I have no advice. I just have the statement that if I can't figure out what's going on, I don't want to be there. So I, I personally removed most of my exposure in the stock market. Well, we'll get back to, we'll get back to China in a second, but it's this run up that certainly I would have been shorting, you know, since mm -hmm. COVID, I would have lost every penny I had, of course. Yep. Um, you know, and then you wonder if the price of the metals have been kept down because all those power players have been buying the metals, you know, at these prices in anticipation of this huge collapse. So two, two things to say to that directly. One is the inflationary pressures that have hit all currencies, including the dollar, have essentially already made the metals worth more. And that has not been reflected. The secondary thing is you are absolutely spot on, pardon the pun, China, India, Russia, all have just been loving the price of the metals way down low because they've been scooping them up. Now that they have, you know, basically hit a point where they have a lot of metal, they're going to start their own currency and the dollar is going to crash mightily. But do you think that the Fed could issue their own digital currency or that NATO would issue its own digital currency or is Bitcoin more likely of a fit or do you not have an opinion? Well, my opinion is Bitcoin and all other cryptos will not be taken into any level of like a reserve or a protected or a preferred currency. And the central banks will create their own digital currencies as you suggest. They've all been looking at it for many years. Um, and 
you know, the, the, the real hellscape would be as if the UN prints a digital currency and we have a world currency. Well, Rick and I are going to be talking in a few days about the UN uh, laying claim to these world to these heritage sites in the United States. Oh yeah, Yosemite, Yellowstone, et cetera, et cetera, and that puts them. They can it becomes theirs. Do you know about this? They've they've had basic control over all of our national monuments and special places for going on 30, 40 years. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, this, I believe, started with Reagan, the, the World Heritage Sites. And this, this goes to my, you know, my desire to, like, actually preserve things and have ecological vibrance is I want these places protected. I, I really, you know, I, I know with my libertarian mindset that it's kind of crazy to think that a national park is a good idea. Everything should be, you know, free to do what we do with it. But I'm also kind of a realist with the idea of a republic that Sometimes the masses in a democratic or communistic society, or even an anar anarchistic society, will do great damage. And sometimes the philosopher king or the oligarchic group of philosopher kings will actually make a decision that saves the masses from destroying themselves. It's a really, really hard one for me. But when you take the UN and put the UN in charge of these places, I'm absolutely opposed to that. Absolutely. So Biden would be playing the game, certainly saying what he's told to say, you know, giving a, a scary speech last week or 10 days ago, you know, that was, it's just, what, what do you have to say? Anytime when you've got red lights on a political stage with dress uniform military standing behind the leader, I get worried. You good? You've got. You know, somebody like Howard Stern saying anybody that supports Trump is, you know, basically a moron or whatever. It's like, okay, like, you know, maybe he's not the great. It certainly doesn't make everybody a friggin' moron that voted for him, let's just say. Ich glaube, Howard Stern ist ein Aschloch. And that is a... German? <laughs> yeah, I think that Howard Stern's an asshole. I, so, I think he's he's a, you know, he is who he is. He he's like a a very sold out, commercialized version of Alex Jones. Alex Jones is a drama queen. Alex Jones 
doesn't horror himself for a corporate entity that he doesn't control. I think he horrors himself directly for the money that he can bring into his own coffers. And not to say I think Howard Stern or Alex Jones are evil people, um, but if I were going to choose one to call evil, it would be Howard Stern. And what's so interesting about Alex Jones, which I just saw, is the family tree of his CIA connections with uncles and you've seen this. It's just CIA I, never all over it. the place. I've never seen it, but I've you know I've listened to Alex Jones a good bit, and he talks about his family being involved. And anybody who knows much about the CIA knows that they recruit within family lines normally. And so it's not surprising. And it would not surprise me if Alex Jones turns out in the end, after you and I are long in our graves, to be found out to be a CIA mouthpiece. Which would be so surprising to, you know, this misinformation to the opposite of what you think, which is just like Dr. Robert Malone, you know, you had mentioned, well, CIA connections might be spreading misinformation, but he's going out there and saying things that are so contrary to the narrative that it makes me question, but. Right. And, and regardless, a lot of the information being put out there is good, righteous information that can be utilized to support what it is that is true, regardless of the source. The problem is it's gotten so convoluted. It's gotten so much the case that science is not a process, it's power. It's not really the process of investigatory experimentation and replication so much as it is what is my agenda? How can I get paid for it? And what am I willing to do to get it? It's the same story with archaeology. I mean, that was my quest for the last 12 years was archaeology. And it's yeah. the same story. It's these tenured professors have written books about what they say history is. And it's, it's just the same story in all these different industries. Well, it's all supposed to be science. And at best, science hits upon truth in fits and starts. I, I've mentioned before with you, I don't know if we did it on a podcast or not, the book Scientific or the Structure of Scientific Revolutions by Thomas Kuhn. And it's not a perfect treatise, but damn, it's a very clear and startling look at the, the academy, at the process of science and how it is practically employed as opposed to what we all wish it was. And then if you look at the Spandrels of San Marcos, which is a, a piece by Gould, and I cannot remember his co-author, that Gould spent the rest of his life expounding upon. Um, you know, we look at 
uh, evolution as this incremental process and science we look at with an evolutionary lens and evolution in any area is punctuated by these huge changes and shifts that we call paradigm shifts. Yet we have a normalcy bias and what we think is true, we act upon even when we're, you know, we were talking about the blue barn, red barn conformity experiment. Even though we know it's not, we go along oftentimes with an untrue narrative because it gets our needs met. How much better would it be if YouTube allowed the video to be aired and comments and people are brainstorming what should be done and that part was not accurate and can you clarify this part? Just a discussion, you know, they have suppressed not just YouTube, Facebook, you name it. They have suppressed any conversation about what are the best things to be doing. Did you ever hear on the news, if you get COVID, what should I do? They <laughs> never, I never heard it ever. If you get COVID, I should immediately start taking this, 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 and this. Go have your husband go buy this, 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 and this. I never heard one word about that. I, I don't watch much commercial media in the sense of broadcast television or cable TV. I'll watch some news here and there, but I did on CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, or maybe in sound bites, see very clear instructions for what to do if somebody had COVID. And basically it was keep them home till they can't breathe any longer, then take them to the hospital, drop them off because you won't be allowed in. Let that person be taken in, put on a ventilator on remdesivir and die. That's what I remember. And then in the months and months and months after, you, there was no revision to that. It was, it, there was no quercetin. There was no do this breathing treatment. There was just nothing. Monoclonal antibodies came out. People talked about that for a brief minute and then it was poo-pooed. Ivermectin hit everywhere with the, you know, horse pace, diarrhea to death consequences of taking this evil, you know, Nobel prize winning drug that's very safe, very effective, been around for 40 plus years. Um, but, you know, yeah, let's ignore that. Let's go back to remdesivir, emergency use authorized, kills huge number, renal failure, you know, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I, I have a hard time with that. However, I, I have to say, I have been around the net for a long time, all the way back to the days of 
Prodigy and AOL. And, you know, my 1800 bowed modem and being on bulletin boards and people having these discussions that you're alluding to. And while, yes, I do think that it would be better for everybody to have a voice, I do remember the extreme waste of time, energy, and emotional resources that people put into arguments that really went nowhere. And people exacerbated what we used to call flaming, you know, somebody. And I actually managed a bulletin board uh, for InfoWars back when it was Prison Planet. And, you know, people would say things just to incite, people would say things that had no value other than shaming or harming people. But even as a moderator, unless somebody made a threat, I, I, I would not shut that person down. Yeah, you know, okay. It's like if something's really, really, really blatantly wrong, as a moderator, sometimes I'd chime in and say, hey, somebody call this guy out on this or this gal out on this false assertion. Because I I I couldn't hold back. But otherwise it's like, hey, somebody calls me an asswipe and says I don't know anything. Okay. You know, I what am I gonna do? Melt? Yeah, the Twitter comment or the comments on different websites are just very interesting. I do notice it seems that more and more people are learning about this knowledge, um, which is just scary. It's I mean, that's the word. It's just really scary. And so, you know, this couple I just learned about, they haven't left their house like in two years because oh they're afraid gosh. of I know. And all they need to do is get out of the house and get some sun and breathe and they're just so uh, that, that's horrifying and it's a you know a self-fulfilling prophecy if you remain in a very very enclosed sheltered environment for two years and you have no interaction with the changing viral and bacteriological landscape your immune system is going to go unchallenged and not modify and you're likely to get sick when you go out damn all right i want to jump into just a few quick things this won't take forever but it came you know that i've told this story before but was it was it napoleon was the battle of waterloo and right. the ross shields they had the advanced information they sent the pigeon over the only point to and then you know they tell the british stock market we're going to lose, sell, sell, sell. And then they buy it all on the cheap. And this market manipulation has gone on since the beginning of time. And every with every, after the financial collapse of 29, obviously they implement some things, but the insider trading and it's, it's certainly a rigged system. So we'll just, any last thoughts on the market? Buying pennies on the pound is always a good practice. And if you can manipulate the, the market in that way, if in fact you're a sociopath, 
then I guess that's a, a great thing. Um, and we watch our senators and some high ups in a lot of the institutional investments and people who are, you know, insiders in the corporate world do that. But this has gone far beyond that insider trading. This has just gotten to the point where we've got an ongoing falsification of everything all the time. Like I said, Manorino calls it really well when he says there is no mechanism for price discovery at this point in this market. And I, I think once you hit that, you're, you're basically throwing dice and someday it's going to be the case that the house wins. And with this, you have the added factor of inflation that is just going to really decrease the odds of you getting out when you're profitable. Do, do you really think that, you know, we're going to be walking around the streets with guns, trying to trade our medicine for bullets? Like, do you really think that's going to happen? If you would have asked me last week, I would have said only in the case that we have a nuclear assault. But with what I'm watching go on in Europe right now, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say no. Um, I, I think it's more likely in the US that we will just have something more akin to what we saw in the Soviet Union, if any of the listeners are actually old enough to remember the Soviet Union. And I never experienced the Soviet Union per se, but I experienced the tail end of it in Hungary, East Germany, and Czechoslovakia, and a little bit in Yugoslavia. I, I can say that people were not starving, but people were living a miserable existence and the people in the cities were very regulated. And I, I fear, you know, when we switch to a digital currency, it will be like that only more controlled. You know, I, I think China is the closest thing to what we're looking at, but probably a, a degradation of the quality of life of what's going on in China and the cities right now. And so, so after, yeah. after Macron was reelected, you know, through some super weird things, you know, on, on oh ripped, ripped ballots and even uh, the LA district attorney in California, Gasson with, you know, just get rid of all these, you know, recall. Um, what was I saying, Ron? <laughs> oh, they issued the digital ID, you know, a week after uh, his reelection, you know? And so 
15 year old married his 39 year old wife seems like uh, Trump might have had some sex documents on the guy the point is is this digital ID card seems that Canada is going to that yeah America you think is next I think there's a high probability that people will fall in line and you know we're so so adverse to going to war as we should be that people will suffer through extremes and i know you and i might have somewhat of a difference of opinion on what happened in <laughs> the camps in germany but if it goes the way that it went there in my opinion and people are willing to march themselves into a camp and be imprisoned if people are willing to do that for food to not fight then we're in a, a real world of hurt and i i want to bring to attention that there were two sets of camps there were the ones that the germans had set up for the undesirables, including the Jewish people, the Jehovah's Witnesses, the mentally and physically infirm, and anybody else who was a deviant in their mind. But after we, the Brits, the Americans, the Russians liberated, and you can put that in air quotes, Germany, there were a huge number of camps that were set up out of doors that housed not just German soldiers, but families. And a shit ton of Germans died in those camps. So, you know, I, I've got family in Germany. I've lived in Germany. The German people are good people. The Polish people are good people some really bad shit went down on those grounds in those cultures and it's gone on the world over and it's been perpetrated by every race creed religion on their own culture and others i mean the brits all you got to do is look at their history and what they've done to their own people plus all the other people who they conquered you know, and the Romans and the Mongols. <laughs> I mean, this goes back a long way. I was listening to somebody talk about the Aztecs and the Mayans. You know, when uh, Cortez came in, there were a lot of pissed off people who didn't like the, the management that was going on with Incas and Mayas too. Um. You're talking about the Eisenhower camps for the Germans that, that you know, no shelter, just baking in the sun, right? Just a million yeah, plus dead. I think there were 72 camps along the Rhine River and in the Rhine Valley. And they, they, they did not declare them as prisoners of war. So they did not have to meet those standards of care. And it was not 
as I said, just soldiers who were put in those camps. If you look at photographic evidence, you will see women and children in those basically what look like horse corrals. And it, it's, you know, it, it's probably fewer than the soldiers, but regardless, how does inhumanity to somebody who was inhumane solve the issue? I, I guess when I was exposed to the book, Did Six Million Really Die? And the guy's mm -hmm. name was Ernst Zundel. Zundel, yeah. All he was trying to do was just, you know, I have free speech or whatever. I have the ability to say and to ask questions and investigate. And they basically said, no, you don't. Yeah, he, and, was, he was in Canada at the time, right? Right, yeah. And yeah. They, put him, they put him in jail. And uh, it yeah. was just it, my ability to ask questions is all I'm looking for. And then hopefully there'd be somebody to exchange some information because magic happens when two people talk and get together. I mean, three people, whatever. I, I agree. And he, there was a guy from LA, gosh, who, who joined up with him and went to some of the camps. He, he was a Jewish guy. His name was David. Anyway, uh, you know, and to both of their credit, they tried to remain fairly impartial. They, they clearly had an agenda. I saw some footage of them. And okay, people make an argument. But should that be allowed? Yeah. It's one of the main principles of our foundational documents in this country and even further back you know you were supposed to have the right to speak truth and be proven right or wrong all the way back to the magna carta i think we really can point to having a voice and not just bowing to power anyway i'm I'm, well, it, it's I'm like kind a, of fed up with that BS. It's, you know, I heard that who knows if this is true, this seems low, but that like 3% of gun owners would give up their guns, you know, who knows if that's true or not, I would think that's low. But the point is, you know, going out to Montana and Idaho and these places that they don't want to be told what to do, right? And mm -hmm. that doesn't make you, it, you know, there's just nothing wrong with that. And, uh, you know, you're labeled a MAGA person because you have a cowboy hat on. It's like, go fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. and, um, and if I am a mag MAGA person, so what? And if the person who is talking to me is a dyed in the wool, you know, lifelong Democrat, socialist, communist, whatever, okay. Let's have a discussion. Let us find the common thread between us. And if we disagree, let's honestly disagree and without rancor, put our ideas out there and find a solution. That, that's what I heard you saying when you were talking about comments that are being censored is 
you know, we should be able to have civil discourse. We should be able to formulate answers from opinions and evidence. And if I don't disagree with somebody, I start to wonder if they're really telling me the truth. Because I'm, I'm pretty individualistic. Like I said, I'm kind of confused. You know, I'm, I'm this hardcore libertarian on certain issues. And then, you know, if communism would work and everybody could be taken care of, you know what? I'd be an adherent, but it doesn't work. Nor does complete laissez-faire capitalism, to be clear. I, I want it to work. I want everybody to be independent and do their own thing because I think that diversity would be great. But I do think there's a certain interdependence in a society. We are, we are an, a, a, not a herd animal, but we are a, a troop animal and we do depend upon each other. To a lesser degree, the better at this point in my life. And I don't want to be told what to do. But as I said, sometimes that, that hierarchy of people who are expert in a certain area have an answer that I don't. You know, and that's why it's so easy for me to defer to a biomedical expert at this point in time. I will do my damnedest to research something if I have the time. But when you're in a situation where people are dying on the street in China and you're having it fed to you over the media and people are saying this is going to be huge, it's going to kill 10% of the population, you know, 15 days to flatten the curve starts to look like a reasonable thing. The problem is the, the more cynical people than I, and I'm pretty damn cynical, we're saying, yeah, the worst thing about the first 15 days is going to be the next five years of it. And damn, we're on year three, you know? We're, we're coming up on year three here of this BS. People are still wearing freaking masks. What's definitely a big threat, you know, people with knowledge or people that, you know, these chat rooms are now all of a sudden supposedly starting to accept things that we've been saying all along, but now you're allowed to talk about it, you know, but you weren't then. So <laughs> except our, our video got nailed yesterday. You wonder, Ron, what you would do, what you would do or what I would do in a position of power. And if I was in charge of Russia, I should ask you this rather than say what I would do, but because I think I'd be Christopher the Caring, like try to do the best thing for everybody, but who knows what could happen to me? Seems to happen to all of them or most of them. Um, and so, uh, you know, would I censor opposite views? I can't possibly imagine that I would ever do that. If they said, you're not gonna be able to continue to be the president unless you put all these reporters in jail, I could not see myself doing that, but who knows what human nature does. I, I, I think you would do your best knowing you as I do. And I think you would make the best moves that you could. And I think somebody like Donald Trump 
even though he is a self-aggrandizing semi-sociopath, I think he really did want to do the best he could, not just for everybody, but also for his own ego. That aside, um, and by the way, not trying to say you're a self-aggrandizing psychopath. <laughs> um, I, I think the place where they, they, the people who wanted to have you incarcerate or kill certain numbers of people wouldn't be that blatant about it and that simplistic. They would do something like, if you don't stop these people, 50 million people are going to die because of this misinformation. You know, and I, I could even see this being part of the warp speed phenomenon and why Trump fell into line is they may have told him, hey, if you don't do this, you're going to not only look like a shit, but 50 or 60 million people are going to die. Mm. And mm. that's the place where I think the real levers of government come into play and where the real, you know, rigging of um, the Forbidden City or the Kremlin or DC comes into play because, you know, the emperor in China was sitting there with fingernails that had never been cut and somebody wiping his ass because they wanted him to be dependent. It's like, oh, we're going to take care of you, emperor. Well, yeah, they're going to take care of you. They're going to control everything that you do or say because you're going to become helpless. So many leaders defer to their whatever the cohort around them is called within that system of government advisors. And that leader has to defer in their mind to these experts and even somebody like Putin, I, I don't think he's deferring a whole lot to the experts, but I'm sure he has. You know, he, he certainly has made some decisions that have surprised me. So I don't know. I, you know, I, I am very cynical. I try not to be quite as cynical as I am, but it's a battle, man. All right. So here's the last thing. I didn't sneeze. My dog peed on the rug. So, oh, oh, um, sorry. It's okay <laughs> to confuse the sneeze with a no. Um, but here's where we'll wrap it up. And we do have a few more talk topics to talk about for your final session, your final session. No. But to wrap this up, Queen Elizabeth died two hours ago, or that was when the notification came out. And would she just be a nice, sweet old lady that, you know, like we should honor? Like, let's, we'll conclude it with whatever you have to say about the Windsor family. Again, not a small topic. Um, yeah. Nice, sweet old lady. First, the name Windsor chosen to make them more acceptable to 
the Brits. I believe if you look backward, it goes back to Dracul, but through different variations of Saxburg, Goethe, and other names, but same house, same lineage. Nice, um, gosh, you know, depending upon who you were, she was probably really nice. From my point of view, from what I know, very, very difficult position to be born into. And if she wasn't just evil to the core at birth, she was by training. I don't have a whole lot to say because I didn't know the lady, but um, to be royal, they beat humanity out of you. They beat rules into you. It's an impossible intenable position to be deified as a human being. If I was born into it, I'd probably be a monster. So I, I, I have to say that most people who are born into it are monstrous. And I don't know if it's genetically or if it's trained into them or if it's both, but there are very few Christopher, of, you know, of kindness out there and the benevolent dictator is still a dictator and having the power of life and death over other humans is a huge, huge responsibility. Even just being a boss at a, at a manufacturing plant, if I need to let workers go, I know that I am going to have people who I'm basically, you know, putting at risk of losing their homes, not being able to feed their children. It's, uh, it's a tough thing to be in a position of responsibility, but my, my personal feeling is she was as evil as the day was long. You're dealing with people where she owns all of Canada. Somebody told me that. I'm like, what? You Google it. Yeah, she owns all the land of Canada. A bloodline that goes back to Count Dracula, right? Where you're dealing with blood, drinking, child sacrifice, human sacrifice in every culture that's, you know, since the beginning of time. Um, who knows if the adrenochrome stuff is true, that that provides you this energy even better than any upper or any drug, you know, Hunter S. Thompson wrote about that, which then got into fear and loathing in Las Vegas. It's like, how did you get that information? How did you know that? That's because, you know, you, you know that stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously the rumors, could somebody like that have reptilian blood or DNA or, um, but you're just, you're dealing with, uh, you know, I don't know if the number is 300, you know, groups or, you know, people that pull strings around the world, or if it's 10 families or five that we don't know the names of, but um, 
I have nothing yeah. else to say. Closing it, thoughts. It, it goes back very far and runs very deep. I don't know if there's uh, different species involved. I see just nonsensical stuff all over. And if, if you told me that, you know, space aliens are running the show at this point, I would, I would unfortunately probably have to consider it because none of what's going on makes sense unless you're trying to annihilate the population. Or as Max Egan has said, you know, we don't know the whole of history. They, they pull this reset stuff every so often and they eliminate the history. And, you know, a good point that somebody brought up is, well, how much is physically available in the records at this point that we could look back at as opposed to a digital copy? And, you know, for the last 20 years, everything's pretty much been put into not just digital storage, but cloud-based digital storage that if in fact a force behind everything is in charge, they're in charge of that too. The indoctrination, the narrative is so obvious on the COVID thing that, and I, it's so obvious that something's going on or some strings are being pulled that, um, you know, there's so many cycles of catastrophe and, you know, since 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000, and all you have from some civilizations might be a footprint, you know, that's all you have. And you're like, okay, well, well, (laughs) you know, these cycles have come and go. and, And so for us to be alive right in this moment, and you got this weird stuff going on everywhere. It doesn't seem that hard to think that some nefarious things are going on. It seems quite obvious. Yeah, it, it really does. And I, I think without doubt, there are nefarious forces working, whether it's a biblical you know, force or whether it's this other kind of idea of an off-world or whether it's a, a matrix model with a holographic illusion. There are certainly reasons why the yin-yang symbol has persisted. There is a balance in this world right now. I do believe we're, we're out of balance. Um, and we're watching some real attempts to uh, change populations drastically, power positions drastically, and quality of life drastically. And it's imminent. So back to your question about guns in the streets trading bullets for medicine. I hope not. I 
I'm not hopeful for some Soviet style dictatorship or Chinese style dictatorship to come to our land. And I hope I'm wrong about all of it. I, you know, I hope everybody who calls me a crackpot and thinks that I'm overly negativistic and cynical is correct and that I am completely wrong because as dissatisfying as it is to be wrong, I would much rather be wrong and live in a world where my children, if they don't die from the COVID vaccine, can be prosperous and happy. You know, I, I'm only here for another 20 years, maybe. You know, my grandchildren hopefully will be here for another 70 or 80 years. Maybe more. I hope it's a good run. We'll get into what's in the food and the, all that stuff and the shorter life expectancy and uh, some other topics next time. Ron, thank you very much. Great job today. Really appreciate it. Thank you for the time, Chris. Have a great day and keep doing the next right thing. And all we can control is our own behavior. Thank you. Bye. Yeah.